This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, HW Plus Managing Editor Brennan Nath sits down with Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler to discuss the most compelling articles reported from the Housing Wire newsroom. In this episode, the pair discuss the recent announcement on the progress of a second coronavirus vaccine and its potential impact on the housing market. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast. They say money talks, so why can't we? HousingWire is thrilled to introduce its newest podcast, Girl Funds, a show where we give you our two cents on money. We love to talk with our girlfriends about everything, except our finances. We're here to bring money back into the conversation, hosted by me, Brendan Ath, along with our editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler. Be sure to join us every week starting this Wednesday for our girls' night focused on everything from how to pursue your dream of owning a home to affording your best friend's wedding. Each week, we'll have a special guest join us as we intertwine finance and friendship. We're excited to jump in today's Monday morning cup of coffee. We're here for Housing Wire Daily, our new branding for our daily podcast. I have here with me Sarah Wheeler, our editor-in-chief at Housing Wire. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, I can't wait to get into the news. We have so much to talk about. So much to talk about, which is an understatement. I know last week we had um, our mortgage editor, James Kleiman, on the podcast. It was great to hear his feedback on what we could expect throughout the week. So wanted to hear from you, Sarah, jumping right into that first question. We got off our morning huddle this morning. What do you think is the biggest news going on right now? Well, right now, I think the fact that we uh, had news this morning of a second company with a coronavirus vaccine, uh, Moderna. So uh, that's after Pfizer's announcement last week. And both have really high effective rates um, and and will be available on a limited basis by the end of the year. Like, I I don't think anyone expected that, uh, especially the the really high effective rates are are exciting. And to have two of those now in the works, I think you're going to see housing optimism go through the roof. Um, We've already had, you know, a hugely 
a hugely busy housing season, as we all know, starting in May and then all the way through now, even though it's November, it is not slowed down. We're constantly talking to real estate agents and loan officers and their business obviously is booming. We're looking at, you know, north of three trillion in originations this year. Um, there is one estimate that it'll go to four trillion. Um, just really unbelievable numbers. So everyone's really busy. This is only going to add, I think, fuel to that um, in, in the best way possible. So obviously it's great news for our country and for the health of people, for housing. I can only imagine that this is good news. Um, and then we had uh, Logan Motoshami, who's our lead analyst, write a story today, which is uh, exactly on this. He's, he started this earlier, but um, it's called, you know, what the surge in COVID cases means for the housing market this winter. So really looking at you know, we are having this surge. So at the same time, you know, it's great news with the vaccine. We also have lots of areas of, of the country really widespread that are now having to deal with um, uh, new surges. And that does have an effect. Um, luckily, we have lots of technology in place for <clears throat> house showings and closings and things like that that we've already kind of done. But that is going to have an effect on, uh, you know, people worried about their health or their family's health. Um, and so he really digs into that and looks at what are the factors you should look at um, that are going to make a difference. And definitely the vaccines are going to make a difference uh, in the next three to six months. So I think that's a great deep dive. Yeah, I know Kelsey put out that story last week, Zillow saying um, the time for Iran is kind of now and going into the possible spike or do we have a vaccine? It's been fascinating to watch the technology acceleration and adaptation, whether that is through real estate closing technology to allow people to have a 3D tour of their home all the way to a lot more states housing remote online notarization in order to allow people to close their mortgage. And so that's something we've been tracking closely on the website, whether it's through HW Plus or also in our daily news stories to come. Um, what else has really looking forward outside of the big news that's trending now? Is there any other piece of news right now that's piquing your interest, like you specifically? Uh, me specifically, I'm interested in how um, a COVID vaccine might affect interest rates. Um, especially mortgage rates. So we know we're in a low rate environment, which is what's fueling our origination boom right now. So I wonder, you know, if, if we get this under control, um, is the Fed still going to stick uh, to that really low interest rate through the end of 2021 into 2022, which is what they've said, which is what people are really banking on. Um, I know they don't want to do anything to, you know, they've been really careful and cautious. So it's not like they want to shake anything up, but I will think, I think it's going to be interesting because if in fact this vaccine makes a huge difference very quickly, which is still to be seen, obviously, um, I will be interested to see what is what does that look like for mortgage rates. Yeah. Um, also, the other thing we're really keeping an eye on is forbearance, and specifically FHA forbearance. Um, you know, people with FHA loans are um, where we have a lot of people exiting forbearance with uh, agency loans. That's not true with uh, FHA. Yeah. And so we are keeping a close eye on that. And I, I think forbearance is gonna be the story and, and possibly foreclosure, but I think it's going to be more forbearance, um, in the next six months. Yeah. When we were talking about that on the huddle this morning, the one thing that I found fascinating this entire time is not only FHA loans really readily available to help those, um, first time home buyers get into the market, but the other side of that story is FHA loans don't have mortgage insurance that drops off. And so what does the future look like for these people who are getting into home ownership right now, locking this amazing low rate? And will they ever refi out of their mortgage insurance premiums because they lock, do they wanna get rid of that low rate 
when they finally hit 20% equity because maybe it just balances out in the end and it'd be cheaper to pay mortgage insurance than ever refining out of your um, loan in order to get a new loan. Since as a lot of us in the industry know, you can't lose an FHA loan without refining out of it. So that's something that I've been kind of closely watching. No, I think that's really interesting. Obviously, FHA is really like the first step. I mean, those people, you're, they're supposed to refi out of that. I mean, we want them to get better credit and get into a different kind of loan. So it's a great point with mortgage rates, how that how that impacts that. I think that's yeah. really interesting. I also yeah. think we talked this morning um, on the huddle about student loans. Tons of interest we're seeing on the site, people searching for Biden student loan programs and how that's going to affect their finances and how that's going to affect their home buying. So those two things we're really seeing as a uh, as search terms really show you that people are interested. Most most people, if you had a federal student loan, you were put into automatic forbearance towards the end uh, until the end of the year. And so, like, there hasn't been a lot of information. Are you going to come out of that forbearance? Um, or is it automatically you're going to be placed in more? What is Biden's thing? Is he going to be able to pass? Yeah, he has big plans. What is he going to be able to pass? So I think student loans and how that's going to affect things are are definitely um, on our radar as well. Huge search term, so stay tuned. Wanted to wrap up by giving a look back on the past week. Um, there's been so much news coming out. I know we even had breaking news last week that came out the door. What was maybe at one or two pieces of news over the last week, um, so obviously today's Monday, that really piqued your interest that you would want to highlight now? Um, I think David Brickman stepping down from Freddie Mac was a really interesting piece and tells you a little bit about what um, probably he thinks the, the future of Freddie Mac's going to be. Um, so he, he announced and he'll be stepping down on January 8th and starting today, today, Michael Hutchins will be the interim president. Michael Hutchins has been there forever. I mean, he, he definitely knows what he's doing, but it's a very quick transition there. And, uh, you know, Brickman ran the multifamily division before taking over um, from prior CEO Donald Layton. And, and it just, the whole question of what's going to happen to Fed, uh, Freddie and Fannie is, is really interesting. Uh, before the election, you know, obviously Trump's administration very committed to getting them out of conservatorship. And if he had been reelected, you know, the timeline on that was maybe 2021, 2022. Um, there's a lot still to go with doing any kind of IPO, but they had made some moves, you know, with the recapitalization. So, but now, um, you know, you have you have one camp that's like, well, if they could do something before inauguration, it just seems completely impossible. It doesn't seem like there's a path forward. So, you know, that might be one reason why uh, David Brickman is looking at the future as being in conservatorship and just not interested. You know, we had um, over at Fannie Mae, Andrew Bonsall, who was running their single family, he, he announced he was retiring by the end of the year. That was before the election and um, not such a quick timeline, but it, it shows you have senior leaders at these two GSEs um, deciding to go elsewhere. Um, and, and I think that that tells you a little bit about where they think this is gonna be, that we might be in for a lot longer conservatorship than anyone maybe thought. Yeah. Kind of going back to uh, maybe back to, I remember always joking, the boy who cried wolf when it comes to this industry, there was a part of me, I've been reporting on mortgage finance like 2013. I wanted to finally buy a home with the GSEs out of conservatorship, just maybe to say I could, not the best logic there at all. Um, but looks like we're in for um, a buckle up kind of mood. So definitely. I think that's an interesting story. I think um, looking, continuing to look at the mortgage companies going into IPO um, is interesting. Uh, and, and we're keeping an eye on that. That's just a, I, again, when you think about mortgage rates and what that might mean for those companies going into, um, you know, becoming public, those, those profits are definitely, you know, counting on continue low more, uh, mortgage rates and also just huge volumes. So 
We will have to see. Stay tuned for more IPO coverage. And a lot of that, we also are doing some deeper dives in HW Plus, so be sure to check there as well. Um, and if you have any questions, Sarah's email, my email is always open and we'll be here every Monday at the same time, roughly. Um, so be sure to tune in. Thanks everyone. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.